Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. You don't know how to play first base. It's not that hard, Scott. Tell him, Wash. It's incredibly hard. Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Every time you play one off your hips, you owe me 40 sit-ups. On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey, you guys. Don't throw me anything. My girlfriend put a curse on my glove. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett. You lot of gag the ball around the end. You know what that makes you. Hurry. All right, seven minutes after six o'clock, hour number two of Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat, brought to you by Budweiser, Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. We go back to Four Winds Field in downtown South Bend, site of tonight's Lansing South Bend baseball game. First pitch at 7.05, a game that you can hear on WSBT Radio, and one of the voices you'll hear on WSBT Radio is Brendan King, and he joins us for our normal home game Friday conversation here on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. BK, good to talk to you. How are things out at Four Winds Field today? DP, everything's good, as we talked about off the air. Maybe a little bit of haze in the sky from those Canadian wildfires, but uh, that is not bringing any moisture or anything. We are doing good. Um, and it looks like we'll have a dry day, and it's beautiful, sunny, and we are good to go. Now, I don't know, I will have to say, if, if I can match the jolliness of Jesse Goldberg Strassler, but I'll do my best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one can do that. And speaking of the Canadian wildfires, I think it's the Canadians trying to get back at us since they have not won the Stanley Cup since 1993. <laughs> this is their way of trying to torture us, I guess, here in America. Well, you mentioned Jesse a second ago. I asked him about Cade Horton's performance, the number one pick of the Cubs, and right now with the South Bend Cubs. And he had, his, I think, his best game of his minor league career Five innings, yeah. ten strikeouts the other night. What was your takeaway from that performance? Well, it's funny that you mentioned having the best game of his minor league career because technically his last three starts have been career starts, Darren. A uh, couple starts ago, education day at Four Winds Field, eight, nine strikeouts, and now ten, a career high. He has gotten a career high on K's in each of his last three outings, Darren. He looks really good, and, you know, I know the Chicago media is the Chicago media, and they're going to write what they're going to write, and they're going to have bold takes and stuff, but I really – think they're on to something, Darren, when they're talking about the hype of a Chicago Cubs pitching prospect. I don't know the last time where a starter has had this kind of hype plus competitiveness showing so early in his career. I mean, you're going back to Kerry Wood yeah. and Mark Breyer with the type of not only one durability a guy has on the mound, but number two, just pure effectiveness. And, you know, the Cubs, they took a swing at number seven. Darren, I think a lot of people kind of May have scratched their heads of, you know, Cade Horton going number seven. But, man, his first pro season, he did great at Myrtle Beach. He earned the call up here to South Bend, no doubt about it. And, again, his last three starts have been career and season highs, and he's been terrific. Yeah, just going back to 2015 when the Cubs came to South Bend for the first time and I started calling the games, we have not had anyone like Horton come through. I, 
I guess Braylon Marquez, now he was not a draft pick. He yeah. was the international signee, and there was a lot of hope about him. But, yeah, I think you're right. Horton is the guy that probably has brought the most excitement of a Cub pitching prospect in a good amount of time. And, and I think a lot of people just get so hung up on this guy wasn't excellent for four years. I mean, Horton kind of figured it out over his last year or so at Oklahoma. So just because he wasn't like a three-year dominant starter in Norman, I think a lot of people just worry about, well, he had just like one good year. But when he figured out that slider, everything really changed for him. Well, I agree. And he didn't become a full-time pitcher until halfway through that year, Darren. I mean, he was playing third base. But also to go back off a point you just said, I mean, when we were a low-A club, and as you said, when the Cubs came here in 2015, oftentimes the Cubs kind of skipped Darren Lowe with their big talent. I mean, remember Keegan Thompson yeah. didn't pitch in South Bend. Alex Lang did not pitch in South Bend. Uh, we had Corey Abbott, I remember. Of course, we had Brendan Little. But, you know, a lot of the guys that you're seeing now in the big leagues that at least have become Chicago Cubs arms, Darren, they've kind of skipped South Bend, at least at Lowe. And that's no longer the case, of course, at High. I mean, we've seen some monster arms come through here so that's always fun to see and you know fans you could definitely tell Darren they're coming out to watch Kate Horton and Brandon Birdsell and all these big guys in the rotation you know BK as as the Cubs continue to move forward with this rebuild or whatever you want to characterize it it looks like they have some bats on the way to fill in some spots at the major league level I mean you've built your Middle of your infield. You're set there probably for a couple of years with Horner and Swanson. You hope that Mervis can become a strong hitter at first base as time goes on. Third base, we'll have to see. But the outfield, there's a lot of money invested in left and right. Center, Bellinger might be just one and done. So, But there are a couple of bats coming, and they are outfielders. So that, to me, makes it more important for Horton to quickly go through the system. It looks like they have some answers for bats in the minor leagues, but when you look at that rotation, BK, you got Stroman, you got Steele. I think you feel good about those two going forward, although I think Stroman has an opt-out maybe coming up. But Horton could be a part of the future of building that starting rotation. That's why I think it's ultimately important that he turns out to be the guy they think he's going to be. Yeah, it's nice to see his success. And then, you know, Max Toma and I have talked about often over the last – couple weeks Jordan Wicks eventually is going to get the call to AAA Iowa and we're kind of wondering when that's going to be because we actually got Luis Devers back this week he started on Tuesday the 2022 Chicago Cubs minor league pitcher of the year and you know we're glad to have him but we were not expecting necessarily him to come back to South Bend after being on the 60-day IL but I think Jordan Wicks is kind of that boat anchor that whenever he goes up to AAA you could see just a ton of movement in the system because once Wicks goes to AAA He's kind of on that fast track, similar to a Jeremiah Estrada, where, you know, if he pitches well, it's not going to be very long. And you bring up those bats, Darren, that are on the way. I mean, Owen Casey at double A right now. Mm -hmm. Remember, he's still just 20. He's hit 11 home runs and is batting 267. Pete Crow Armstrong has had a couple walk-offs in the last couple weeks. He has not uh, gotten cold at all at the double A level. And then a name that Cubs fans really should know, Darren, that has kind of flown under the radar, similar to what Mervis did before he became Matt Mervis and everybody got to know his name, is B.J. Murray, third baseman, first baseman last year for South Bend. He's hitting nearly 300 at double-A right now, 15th round pick of the Cubs just a couple years ago, and Darren in the 15th round, that's been kind to the Chicago Cubs. David Bodie was right around there, Jared Young. 
So B.J. Murray, the name to keep an eye on, too. Brendan King is our guest, South Bend Cubs broadcaster. He's coming to us from Four Winds Field in downtown South Bend, Indiana. The bullpen has been an issue for the big club throughout this season. As you look at the minor leagues, do you think there are a couple of individuals that eventually, as the Cubs, I'm going to assume, fall out of this race that might be able to get opportunities to show what they can do later on this year? I think Cam Sanders is a name to watch, yes. because Cam has been moved to the bullpen. And be it, look, I, I, you and I, I think, think the same way, that triple-A earned run averages, I'm not really into that. Just like I'm not really into looking at numbers from April when it's cold in South Bend. Triple-A yep. ERAs, especially in the International League or the PCL, it, I, I just kind of disregard it. And be it Cam Sanders, he's got an ERA over six. I think his stuff, Darren, is just big league ready. It's just a matter of control, and as you said, if you get to a point later in the year where you're able to get some prospects a chance, I think Cam's a name that should be right up there. Mm. I'm hoping Riley Thompson figures it out. He's got a 70 already right now at AAA. He started six games. He has relieved, relieved six games. Yeah. I always thought very highly of him here in South Bend, the guy that threw the five shutout hitless innings to clinch the Midwest League Championship in 2019. I've always liked his makeup. I think he's mentally tough. So I hope there's a spot for him eventually at the Major League level. I think Cam has better stuff, but Riley has that it factor that I'm really impressed with. I agree. I think Thompson's curveball can play in both the rotation and the bullpen. That, that's a pitch that is just lethal, 12-6, uh, straight down. But also, Darren, Name from the past, Brendan Little, ERA just over four at AAA right now. And Little, he actually did make his big league debut last year along with Jeremiah Estrada in Toronto. Now, it was just a quick cup of coffee, but Brendan has gone fully to the bullpen as well. Of course, a former first-round pick. And, you know, Brandon Hughes has done a terrific job at the big league level, and I know we are still amazed by that story. But same case, I think Brendan Little, whenever, eventually when he gets up to the big league level full-time, him and Hughes can complement each other so well because their stuff is a little bit different. Hughes, he's a little bit more straight with the fastball. Little's always had that great movement. So I think they can complement each other terrifically whenever Little gets up there. Before I ask this question, I want our listeners to know that just because you broadcast for a minor league team, the Cubs or roving instructors or anybody is not going to give you all the information on injuries. That's just kind of kept secret. So I'm sure you don't have much of an answer for this, but let me just ask. I mean, Marquez hasn't pitched since 2019. Have yeah. you heard anything about what's going on with him? Darren, truthfully, I have no idea. Yeah, um, I figured I was so. out. Yeah, I was out at spring training in March, and I saw Braylon. It was great to see him. Uh, he's still as big as ever. I mean, he's still a very large man, and he's older now, of course. But, Darren, when it comes to getting on the mound, I know as much as just about anybody else because I see the pictures that are posted on social media by Cubs photographers in the desert. But that's about all I know, unfortunately. Yep, I figure that was probably the case. Hey, I'll kind of leave you with this, yeah. and this is just kind of a fun question. We we kicked it around before we went on the air. Me being a Cardinal fan, you being a Cub fan, did <laughs> you imagine in your wildest dreams that we would have to make a bet to see who's going to finish last place in the NL Central? Because I think it's realistic one of those two will be the last place team this year because the Brewers are okay. Pirates are good enough. The Reds are fun and exciting. They may compete for the division title. It kind of leaves our teams kind of at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, man, I know we've been each been a little bit disappointed with, with our guys, but, I mean, baseball, if it comes to just a general 
fan perspective and somebody's out there that just enjoys the game, think about how they're feeling. They're seeing a Cincinnati Reds team that is all of a sudden really fun, and their top prospect, Ellie De La Cruz, just mashes the cover <laughs> off the ball, yeah. and the guy that caught his first pro home run was a – uh, our big league home run was a football player from Moeller High School out there, and I saw a tweet. I don't know if you read what happened. It was a high school kid. He caught his first home run at De La Cruz, and they asked him, hey, will you give us the baseball? And the kid goes, yeah, but I want to sign baseball as well as sign baseballs for all my buddies that are with me. And they end up taking a picture together in the clubhouse, and somebody tweets a little bit later on, this kid should be negotiating the United States trade deals with, with other countries. Like, how did he swing that? But, no, I think it's exciting that the Reds and the Pirates are playing good ball. I have a couple buddies that are Buccos fans, and uh, they deserve it. But, no, to answer your question, I would not have made that bet with you. And, you know, it's just been a really interesting first half. You just hope that in the month of July – uh, one or if not both of those teams can start to take off. I've never seen my team pick in the top 10 in like 25 years. I'm That's kind crazy. of almost excited in a weird way. I hope not, though. All right. Hey, BK, have a great call tonight out there at Four Winds Field. Brendan and Max will have the call of South Bend Cubs baseball against Lansing, 645 pregame. I'm assuming big crowd expected, but a few seats are available. I have been told the presale, Darren, starts with a six. Wow. So That's pretty good. That's Holy good. cow, that's fantastic. Have a great call. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, DP. That's Brendan King, the voice, or one of the voices of the South Bend Cubs, joining me here on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. And again, you'll hear from Max and BK starting at 645 with pregame coverage and the first pitch, Lansing and South Bend at 705. Notre Dame Football Week in Review is next on WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 